podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast, available every week on britishicehockey.co.uk. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the Women's World Championships for Great Britain, as we'll be joined by head coach Mike Clancy, as well as assistant captain Steph Towns. We'll also be discussing league victories for the Solihull Vixens, and we'll be looking ahead to the Scottish Cup final with the playoff winners for this season, the Dundee Comets. All of that on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So welcome everyone to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Shortly we'll be catching up with Reg Wilcox, head coach of the Solihull Vixens. We'll also be discussing this weekend's Scottish Cup final as we'll be joined by Richard Hartman, head coach of the Dundee Comets. But before that, there's only one place we can start this week's show and that's to next week's World Championships for the Great Britain women's team. As we record the show on Friday, they've already had a warm-up match in Korea, that was against Poland and it was a very good performance for Great Britain and shortly after the warm-up match on Friday I caught up with the head coach of Great Britain it's a welcome to the show to Mike Clancy Well Mike, a big thank you for joining us and uh, first things first um, you've obviously arrived there in Korea uh, a couple of days or so ago how how have you acclimatised ahead of the World Championships next week? Do you know what, I knew it was going to because of the long haul flight, I knew it was going to be a little bit difficult to acclimatise, but but sort of thought 48 hours, catch up, sleep, try and eat in their times and everything, and you get over it quickly. Um, still suffering a, a bit with jet lag. It's, 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 I can't explain it as anything else other than sort of brain fog. You feel quite quite tired quite a lot of the time. But we're, we're breaking through it, um, getting the girls on the ice as much as we have and living in their time zone. So six o'clock breakfast on the ice at eight. Um, a, a later session around seven o'clock in the evening and then eating evening meals and, and, and getting to bed has, has definitely helped. And uh, with regards to the mood in the squad, obviously a bit difficult to ascertain at the minute with, with those jet lag uh, issues and all that kind of thing. But heading into the weekend, what, what's, the, what's the mood of the squad like at the moment? Well, uh, again, we thought we were going to have a little bit of a challenge bringing a pre-tournament game in this early. Um, but but absolutely, it worked the opposite way. The, the girls were full of energy as, as we arrived at... Um, 2pm this afternoon for the preparation for the game. Dressing room was lively and, and absolutely when they got on the ice, they, they followed that sort of whole positive drive into the game and, and came out of that really well. And was it useful as well, talking about preparations? Um, obviously, it was a, a few months back now, but um, the Four Nations as well. I mean, how useful was that an exercise for gelling the squad and getting everyone ready for tournament conditions? Invaluable. I mean, it's been amazing that Ice Hockey UK are supporting the women's programme the way that they are and the sponsors and everything that are coming in, in particular um, SMP Europe, they've been amazing in in helping the women's programme. But that Four Nations piece um, for me was, was absolutely invaluable. It allowed us to see some of the youngsters that were coming through that we'd not had enough time to spend with and, and actually resulted in, in two of those girls joining us at these world championships and it also gives you a bit of an insight of imagining as well of of this tier of the world championships as well because all three opponents in those four nations were at this level so i mean i, I suppose everyone knows what what they're dealing with now as well with regards to the the level 
Yeah, I, I, th I think for us, we, we actually um, played ranked number 11 in, in, in the world where we're ranked what, 23, which is, is a considerable difference. So Denmark, for me, brought a, a completely different compete um, very, very fast. You're right, we got to play Italy and Poland while we're out there who are in our World Championship group this time round. Um, Poland ranked number one um, from a seeding point of view and Italy ranked number two. So it was, it was really good for us to get an understanding of how fast they play, the systems they play um, and, and what to expect coming out to this World Championships really. And the other thing as well, talking about preparations, you can't get better preparations than uh, being promoted and, and winning a medal in the process. And, you know, this time last year, you know, what a, what a brilliant performance it was in Spain. But it is a big leap from, from you know, that, that level of Division 2 to Division 1. But what was that like, like this time last year, you know, winning that tournament the way you did? I think right from the outset, and, and, and anyone that, that knows me or that I've spoken to previously said we... I told everybody we were going out there to win gold. We started to build the belief in the, the the women's squad that came with us very, very early, getting them to do things slightly differently, stop overthinking stuff, pucks to net, and different protection in our zone. So so it gives them an opportunity to break out easier and, and, and get down the other end of the ice. Winning gold there was just reward for the hard work that many of the girls put in. And, and if I look back now on where we were from a Spain point of view, we probably had the team almost picking itself with with the group that were available to to the GB women's program. But now I look at it, we're probably thirty five strong from a squad point of view, and and all of those thirty five players could make this team. We're, we're just we're just going from strength to strength each year at the moment. Um, expectations here are, are really to compete at, at, at the highest end we possibly can. We didn't come to make up numbers in this tournament, and. And again, our, our view and our opinion was to to come here and, and take gold and go up another division. So a double bounce is, is effectively what we were looking for. And with regards to uh, team selection and, you know, getting the roster together for, for this tournament, um, like you say, I'm imagining um, it was a, a lot more trickier this time around uh, because, you know, we're coming out of COVID. There's plenty of young players coming through the systems at various clubs uh, across the country and that kind of thing. So it's going to get more and more difficult as the years progress, I'm imagining, not just for this tournament, but for, for later tournaments for GB women. I think actually coming through, the depth that we've built in this squad now allows us to go to four nations and, and blood new new players coming into the GB programme. We are in touch with an awful lot of coaches. We're in touch with players. It's changed since COVID, it's changed a lot. I've got access to lots of videos on people now and um, get get to view a lot of their games, either being streamed in one way, shape or form or, or actually going to watch some of the games. So the girls that are abroad, we, we have good relationships with their coaches. So we, we understand where they're playing. They come back to us again. We get regular feeds so that we can watch games and see where they are. So it's a lot of a lot of scouting, a lot of preparation, an awful lot of late nights watching videos and things. But um, it, it's good. And it's not just um, the the youngsters coming through; it's also the experienced players. I mean, we'll be hearing from Steph Towns in a second, but there you've got uh, a coach who's obviously um, coaching a team who've gone the season unbeaten at the moment, won a league, and you've got you know that level of experience on the ice as well, which I'm imagining is invaluable in tournaments like this. Oh, absolutely! There, there'll be down times in games. There'll be times where you need the leaders to step up and and help bring the team back up. They'll reinforce things that coaching team need to see and want to see all the way through it. Um, it is fantastic having people like Steph involved and, and certainly one of the leaders for a reason.
Now, uh, just a, a couple of more questions, Mike, just about the schedule next week. Tournaments like this are so, they can be quite exhausting, can't they? It's, it's game after game, ice time after ice time. Uh, I think you'll be glad of the Wednesday, uh, but I, I don't know what your plans are for that Wednesday in the middle of this this tournament. But it's a challenge, isn't it? Not just each individual match, but the, the endurance side of things as well. It, it, it is. This is this is a huge um, piece for the girls. If you can imagine, they play one game every week or every other week back in the UK. Some of the college girls that, that are out and, and professionals that are playing uh, out in Canada and the professionals that are playing in Sweden will be used to probably getting on the ice three or four times a week and playing two games. Right now, we're going through a, a, a whole schedule of a a 12-day condensed camp. So we have three days in preparation. That involves us taking on two games. Um, so we played Poland today. We play Kazakhstan tomorrow. We have a rest day, arrival day then, where we'll get some ice to train. And we play Kazakhstan again in our first game. Second game, then we're into Italy. A rest day, and then another game, rest day, and then two more games. So you can imagine then we hit the plane the following morning. So it, it is a hell of a lot for the girls to go through. Yes, absolutely. Um, but what, what's your expectations, finally, Mike, about, about what's possible with this team and uh, with the opponents next week that GB have got? Look, all of the games that we're going to come up against here are going to be tough games for the girls. Um, the expectation is to continue with, with with what we set out to do three years ago, and, and that was to double bounce these girls as quickly as we possibly can. We're in a great place. The camp's really, really positive. We're going to come up against tougher challenges than we had today in our warm-up game. But I would underestimate a 6-2 result against the um, tournament top seeds is, is is quite a result for the girls. We're not taking it lightly. Um, we, we're going to keep up with the momentum, the pressure, the build on, on the programme. And, and again, I'd like to see the Kazakhstan game tomorrow play at a different speed and a different level after the game that they played today. And uh, looking forward to it, Mike, as well. One last one last question. Looking forward to the tournament next week. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait for it to start. We just want to get this group going as quickly as we can. Um, goals in our sights. Let, let, let's see where we go. We haven't come to make up numbers and hopefully we can pull that off with this group. Good stuff. Well, Mike Clancy, head coach of the GB women's team. Big thank you for taking the time out your busy schedule to, to join us on this week's show and a big good luck in next week's World Championships. All the best. Thank you. Well, big thank you to, to Mike Clancy for, for joining us. And uh, we're now joined by one of the assistant captains of the GB side. It's a big welcome back to the show to Steph Towns. Hello, Steph. How are you? How's things in Korea? Hello. Yes, great. Especially after our win today and our warm-up game. Doing very well. You arrived uh, a couple of days ago, but you've played a warm-up match today and you're still suffering from jet lag and also having to prepare for quite a major tournament next week. So, I mean, how are you acclimatising to things? Yeah, it, it's been up and down. It was tough yesterday. I think everyone was really feeling it yesterday, um, especially with the early mornings and still trying to get used to the lack of sleep. But I think everyone agreed today that it was the most awake that we felt. So the vibe at training was really good. Everyone was fast. It was connecting well. So we're all pretty excited for the game. Um, despite being a little bit tired, but I think once the, the game got started and the goals were going in, um, power play and things like that was really coming together. It, was, it just it just brought everything up a little bit despite the, the tiredness. So it was it's really good to get the win and it's definitely set us up well for the, the week. Yeah, and how, how useful is it as well? I mean, this might sound like a really obvious question, but I mean, how useful is it to be playing warm-up games like this? It, it's following on from the Four Nations, but that was a, a few months ago now, but it's it's getting you you're all gelling again, back together again ahead of the tournament next week. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the main thing is is just gelling and team dynamics. Like you can you can have sort of any amount of talent on a squad, but if if things don't gel and the dynamic isn't there, then then you're going to struggle. So 
having the opportunity to have the warm-up games is is really good for that and, and bringing that about through the team and obviously the, the Four Nations as well was a great opportunity. So it's, it's just been good to see that we've had all these opportunities throughout the year to, to really build the squad and clearly there's there's effort there and everyone believes in it. So that having these opportunities to to show what we can do and build the squad as, as well, that the belief of that comes into it and that, that helps the, the mindset. And obviously, speaking about preparations, it'd be remiss of me not to just mention, put your, your Whitley Bay Beacons hat on, because uh, that was the last time we had you on. We were talking <laughs> about, you know, how well that season's gone. And uh, you've been crown champions now of Division One, which is uh, congratulations on, on that front. Uh, next stop, the playoffs in Sheffield at the end of May, but uh, still got a chance of going unbeaten as well throughout the season. Um, so how's it been, basically, from a domestic yeah. campaign point of view, heading into this tournament? Looks like it's gone gone pretty well for yourself. Yeah, it has. I mean, like like we spoke last time and I just said it, it, it was going to be an all or nothing season. Like we wanted to win every game and prove a point that um, we, we belong in the elite and we took this year to build the squad. We've got some young players in. Um, so we really wanted to build on that and have a bigger squad than last year because, like I said, the goal was to, to get back into elite. So we're playing that good level of hockey as well, like selfishly for myself as well, just so I'm playing at a better level, but also just for a lot of the young players that we have, we want them to be playing in that elite level especially when they're feeding into the GB squads in England and everything. So it, it, it's just been a bit of an all or nothing campaign, but but really fun, really busy. Um, and it, it's been good to to get that success of the, the league win. And uh, looking forward to, to the playoffs at Ice Sheffield as well. At the end of the month, we are going to be catching up with the Solihull Vixens head coach in a second because the elite playoffs are, are looming as well as Division 1. So are you looking forward to, to, the, to that tournament at the end of May at Ice Sheffield? Yeah, definitely. It's it's been a while since um like our th- this squad's been at, at a playoffs like that um and similar to the league, it, it is going to be an all or nothing sweep that 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 we're going for. Ultimately, we we'll, we we'll might have three games. So if we we'll have the, the the semi on the Saturday, hopefully progress to the final on the Sunday, and then that promotion relegation game on the Monday. So it's going to be a really busy weekend. But we've got a full squad. Uh, we'll have four lines there so that we can utilise everyone and, and keep people fresh as well so that, that'll be really exciting but also really good to catch up with everyone else obviously a lot, lot of squads have been doing well great to see the Vixens getting a, a league win again so it, it's just good to, to see what, what's on, on show for women's hockey and uh, just a final question on Whitley Bay I mean what does it mean there's two uh, regular season games left I think uh, what what would it mean to go totally unbeaten uh, this season that would be some statement wouldn't it heading into the playoffs yeah definitely it would be a statement and it, and it was a statement we wanted to set out to achieve it, it certainly hasn't been easy though like there is some really good squads in, in that league and a lot of good players that we're playing against and I think there was quite a few that we're also trying to go for for that level of uh, competition also. So it, it would mean a hell of a lot to me personally, but also to the squad um, who really put in, in the work to, to make that happen. Well, big congratulations to everyone at Whitley Bay for for a brilliant season uh, in, in Division 1 and uh, big good luck in, in the playoffs at the end of May, Steph, as well. But um, let's go back to the here and now. What's the next step for yourselves and the squad uh, heading into the weekend and then heading into the tournament? Yeah, so we've got another warm-up game tomorrow against Kazakhstan. So that'll that'll be another one, a little bit unknown because, of course, we haven't played um, that nation for quite a while. Um, and especially there'll be quite a, a lot of new faces in in our squad as well who might have, have never played them, including myself. So a little bit of an unknown, but I think um, just from the win today and how things were gelling and and everything, and obviously the, the the positivity coming from a win and banging some goals in that that's also set us up well mentally. Not in the sense that we're going to be complacent and, and think that. We're going to have another sweep, but it, it just helps us to have some confidence, believe in the lines and, and what we're doing. So 
that's the next step, the warm-up game, and then a couple of more trainings, and then onto the real deal next week. And obviously, you know, going back to, uh, you, you had the Four Nations, but obviously this time last year, as I speak to Mike, you know, you had a brilliant tournament in Spain, winning Group A of, of Division 2, a phenomenal campaign. Obviously, there's a step up now into Division 1, but you have got that experience of of winning tournaments. So that 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 does bode very well heading into next week, I'm imagining. Yeah, it does. And I think as well, because there's, there's quite a few players who, have almost made a, a return to the, the GB setup after a couple of years out, such as Katie Henry, um, players like that. So they've they've had this experience before and that's really valuable, especially some of the younger ones and people like myself who maybe haven't played at that level before because they can pass on some knowledge and, and just that confidence that, that they lose when, when they're on the ice. So that, again, is is great preparation for these kind of games and it's, it's a good spread of experience um, amongst the squad and, and that helps everyone. And uh, you're assistant captain as well. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, a, a good captain's team there for, for the GB side. I mean, what, what does that mean to you, Steph? Because um, obviously you're a coach in your, in your normal role at, at Whitley Bay. So I imagine it's not too much yeah. of a step up, but to be assistant captain of your country, that must be uh, some honour. Yeah, it, it is an absolute honour and, and nothing I take for granted. Um, certainly wasn't expected. So when... When Mike asked me to, to step into that role, I was I was really excited, really honoured, um, and blown away to be honest. But it's just nice to know that you you're seen it in that way. Um, so it, it's it's good to just keep the girls motivated, have a laugh as well along the way, and of course bring in some of the younger ones as well. So it's it's really exciting being able to see Ruby step into this squad who plays at, at Whitley Bay with us and is a real a real prodigy to, to watch out. So it's 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 good to be able to lead kind of at Whitley as well with with her. But then of course seeing her step into something like this, it's it's really good. Good stuff. How much are you looking forward to the tournament next week? Yeah, I th- well I'm personally so excited. Everyone's excited. We've all got really um a really positive outlook for for what we want to achieve. And uh, again, especially after today and that win, it's it has set up a really good mentality throughout the team. But everyone's just really excited to get out there. Of course um, we are going hard, but we're, we're going for the wins. We'd, we'd love to medal, and obviously the ideal is is that gold medal. But we know we've come here to compete, and we'll, we'll do absolutely anything to to do that and show that to the other teams. Well, Steph Towns from Great Britain and uh, from the Whitley Bay Beacons, a big, big thank you for taking the time at your busy day. Uh, well, it's evening there, isn't it? Your evening uh, to join yeah. us on this week's show. Yeah. Uh, all the best uh, this weekend. All the best in next week's tournament. A, a big good luck. Big thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Great Britain, Steph Towns there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And uh, before, Steph, big thanks to Mike as well for joining us on this week's show and a big good luck to Great Britain at next week's tournament. And uh, for all the latest news and build-up and that kind of thing, head over to the Twitter feed, Team GB Ice Hockey. But staying with the women's game now, let's go to the Solihull Vixens. And last week, the Vixens took a 6-0 victory over the Bristol Huskies and therefore taking another league title with four games left remaining of the regular season. Quite a performance for the Midlands side and this week I caught up with the head coach of Solihull. It's a welcome back to the show to Reg Wilcox. Well Reg, a big thank you for joining us and a big congratulations Elite League champions. I mean, how was this campaign been for the for the Vixens? Well, thanks for having me back on Ben in the first place but uh, yeah, it's been a, a very good campaign for us this year. So far, so good. Don't attempt fate, but we've got one point so far with uh, four games remaining. And we did wrap the league up at home on on Saturday against Bristol. 
who, uh, who put up a fine a fine display of defence to keep us out for long periods of time. But it was uh, altogether a really good season for us. Um, everybody's bought into what we're trying to do. And the message from me to the players every game is be a little bit better than last time. And uh, obviously, I, I speak to coaches all the time uh, during this this uh, closing stage of the season. And, um, you know, you, you get to the situation where you can see the finish line, but it's just there in the distance and it's it's, it's about getting there. And, you know, we had Saffron Allen on uh, a month or so ago and we were discussing those matches against the Queen Bees that, that Solihull had. And, you know, to get those four points the way you did in those two matches there, that that's that is the stuff of of league winners. Yeah, I mean the Queen Bees are always a really tough team to play against. You know, I think any time you play them, either the Bees or the Vixens could win. Uh, and those two games you're referring to just a little while ago were both good victories for us. Particularly the one down in Bracknell, the scoreline really didn't demonstrate the game from their point of view. But we were very happy with an eight-one scoreline, obviously. Um, but just trying to keep everybody's uh, feet on the ground now as we you know finish off towards the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to ask you how do you approach um, the the remaining games because that's the thing that's missing, isn't it? A, a playoff win because you know it's the third straight league title now. Um, but yep. when I spoke to you in a previous interview on the show early in the season, spoke to Saffron, as I said, it is um, you know what one thing that's been missing it has been winning those playoffs. That's right. Well, that's you know that's the goal now for the season. So the challenge is to keep uh, keep everybody's feet on the ground, but keep them motivated through these closing games. Obviously, we've got no games now for three weeks because some of the girls are away at the Worlds. And for those players, of course, playing the World Championships is a bit of a peak of the season. So they go there, they should be at their absolute best at that point. They should give everything they've got to the GB team. Uh, but then they come home, they've got to try to pick themselves up again and go again for another six weeks. And, and that's a bit of a challenge. Uh, but that's, that's the job of myself and my other coaches and team managers is to inspire everybody to be absolutely our best when we come to the end of May. I mean, we just heard from from Mike Clancy in, in Korea, actually, and, you know, these World Championships have been have been looming there. And obviously, because Solihull uh, are, are one of the successful team this, this season, there's obviously going to be players um, taken from you or their attention certainly uh, drifting towards career for this, this running that you've had. So all credit to the squad that that's not really distracted you too much. No, it, it, it hasn't. They, you know, the, the players involved have kept working really hard. They didn't appear to be tentative playing on Saturday, you know, just two days before they were due to fly out, um, which is probably better that they weren't because sometimes that's the worst thing you can do is to be tentative. But they certainly gave it their all. And uh, they're certainly the three girls we've got in that team uh, at the peak of their game, I'd say, right now. It's just to say, picking them back up again when they come back and saying, OK, you've done that. Now we've got to go again. Four or five weeks until the playoffs. And, and Reg, when you you think about what's been achieved this season, and if I could take your mind back to pre-season and preparations heading into this year, I mean, what what does it mean uh, for for Solihull Vixens to to have done this for for a third time now? It's it's a great achievement. Um, you know, the Vixens are the, one of the oldest teams in the country now in women's hockey. They're one of the founding teams, and success eluded them for quite a long time. For them to actually get back to that that level of performance that we're seeing now and the, the types of players that we've got in the team, I think it's been really, really good for the club as a whole. Uh, and it's certainly attracting more attention to the club. And, you know, we got we got a lot of plans going forward of how we want to improve the, the game and, you know, the match day experience as well as anything else for, uh, for the players and, and hopefully get some more fans down to watch the girls play. 
And and what does it mean as well for the inspiring the next generation of, of players as well at Solihull? Because you know it's a, it's a great setup there, isn't it? So um, I mean that that does bode very well for the future. I'm imagining as well. Yes, it does indeed. So you know we we've been forging some good links with the junior club uh, at Solihull. Um, we've also been inviting some uh, young girl players down to train when we have an opportunity to get them down. Maybe not just only from Solihull, but from Coventry and Nottingham and clubs around us. So that is really good. We, we're trying to build more and more young players coming into the team to keep things going as they need to be. We looked like a couple of three years ago being quite an ageing team, shall I say. But now, actually, when I look at the squad we've got, you know, we've got some very good younger players in who hopefully will stay with Solihull for a few years. And that does inspire people. Uh, you know, we, we've got the likes of Saffron and Jody playing for us. And any time those players are involved with any younger juniors, then... That's really inspiration for them to see just what you can do when you put your mind to it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there's, there's also yourself, Reg, as well, because former GB head coach, you know, you've been to World Championships yourself. Um, and it's about having a head coach like, like you there as well. Um, I mean, what does this this achievement this season mean to you as well with all the hard work that's gone on, uh, not just with yourself, but the coaching staff as well? How do you see that side of things and uh, your own involvement this year? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's been really good. Um I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed coaching coaching the girls down there. As I say, they they buy into what we're trying to do. And uh, once you get a team that buys into what you want to do, then you know good things tend to happen. Um, so we're pretty well, pretty good unified team, and everybody gets on. Everybody works for each other. Um, and really, that's that's kind of what I see as, as my job is to keep the team playing at their best. I think the finals weekend is I Sheffield, isn't it? At the end of May, I think that's right. Yeah, Um, I I think tickets are available for that one. It's a a very hectic weekend, isn't it? Because obviously there's there's other tiers of of the women's game playing uh, during that weekend as well. But it looks like a really exciting event that's that's being laid on here for for I Sheffield. Yes, I think I think it will be. We're we're back to three days this year, so there's uh, the three divisions have got their playoffs, and then the uh, under 16s have got their game uh, and also the there's promotion and relegation games this year as well so that will make a really good three days of women's hockey up there the elite league final is on the Sunday afternoon uh, and then the tournament or the, the weekend carries on into the Monday Yes, uh, Saturday the 27th uh, through to, to Monday the 29th. It's it's a proper festival of, of women's yeah. ice hockey, isn't it? Certainly. And, it is indeed. And just touching upon, um, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to have to bring it up again, Anta, about, about the playoffs and, you know, last season, um, you know, losing in the, in the semi-finals. We've seen it so so many times this season already, you know, with, with the men's game. You know, it doesn't matter where you finish. As long as you're in the playoffs, you've definitely got a chance. So there's, there can be no complacency. Absolutely. And uh, that was one of our problems last year. We were complacent going into that. Um, but we've got pretty much the same group of girls. And I will be reminding them on the journey to the playoffs that they don't have that feeling that they had last year. And obviously, um, it looks like, well, uh, certainly, I think uh, Queen Bees will be there. Streatham, at this stage, Kingston or Guildford can finish fourth, but it's probably looking like Guildford at the moment. But uh, that's only because of the uh, the goal difference side of things. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that. But all four teams, the top three, certainly can can beat one another. That That's for sure as well. That, absolutely, yeah. And when you when you come to that sort of playoff format, it's one game, uh, and one game can be won by either team. So you know, if we want to go into the final, then the semi final is the next biggest game of the season, uh, and we've got to be at our best to play that game and shake off any thoughts of complacency or anything. But as I say, 
if we start casting our minds back to how everybody felt after the semi-final loss last year, I'm sure nobody's going to want to repeat that feeling in the room afterwards. Well, it's certainly been a, a brilliant season thus far, Reg, and uh, Reg Wilcox, uh, head coach of the Solihull Vixens. A big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Big congratulations again uh, to everyone at the club for the third straight league title and uh, all the best in the coming matches and uh, all the best of the playoffs. Thanks, Ben. Thanks very much. Solihull Vixens head coach Reg Wilcox there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. One last interview for this week's show and that takes us to the Scottish National League. And on Saturday, the Scottish Cup final will be taking place up at Aberdeen as the Aberdeen Lynx take on the Dundee Comets. Uh, There's already been silverware handed out in the Scottish National League, of course. We heard from the Aberdeen Lynx following their title victory a couple of weeks back. But this past week at Murrayfield, The Dundee Comets were successful, winning the playoffs for the second year running. And for a bit of a catch-up now with the Comets, on Thursday, I caught up with their head coach. It's a big welcome back to the show now to Richard Hartman. Well, Richard, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, back-to-back playoff champions. How does it feel to be the head coach of the Dundee Comets at the moment? Well, it's fantastic. You know, uh, we did a lot of hard work this year because uh, well, compared to the last year, we lost uh, three players who, who basically, I don't know, 60, 60 goals. So it was 150 points uh, left compared to the last year. So we had to regroup this year and, and we brought a lot of young young blood into the team. And I'm really happy that they did the best of what they can and we won the playoffs again. And uh, we caught up um, just as the... The title race was was really heating up. I mean, the season itself has been um, a really competitive season and, and a real advert for the Scottish National League. I feel it's it's really gone up a notch or two uh, this season. So, all things considered, to, to win the playoffs after such a competitive season across the board, you, you must be really pleased as well. Well, definitely. We, we lost the race because we, we, we lost a couple of games at home, obviously, because we played them for four points in the home game. So basically, we lost a couple games after eight points, and it was hard to catch up on the end. But we, the last six six weeks, we played a, like a great hockey, and we really worked hard. And and the team chilled out on the end, and we had a really hard playoffs. We played against the against five against Kakoti, so it was it was very very tough playoffs. But I'm very very satisfied because we made it through, and on on the on the end, we we are the champions. I mean, when it comes to those quarterfinals and 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 you know the two legs against Kilcoddy, um, the the playoffs can can really trip you up, and and Kilcoddy really gave it a good go, didn't they? So it's all about getting through to that semi final and uh, and and the big weekend, isn't it? But uh, easier said than done. Well, absolutely. You know, the but we we had I, I think five play great hockey, like but we. Although it was a great from us in the first first game, we had the momentum. We scored uh, three fast goals, and that's what basically break them in the first first game. And then the second game, and again the same thing. They was very good. They put us on a lot of pressure. Our goalie Tony Tommy was holding us up, and and you know in the right moment we scored the right goals, and that was that was very important. That's why I went through. And we went to the to the playoffs, the first, you know, the the great playoff weekend. With the first game, we we controlled the game the most of the time because we played really well, we skated well. Second game, the same thing. The final, we we played two periods. We played really really good hockey, and then with, with our I would say stupid penalties, we put up uh, with ourselves on the pressure, and and they they scored a couple couple goals and. And so on the end, it was a little bit heated, but we, we uh, like I'm saying, the overall, I was very, very satisfied the last six weeks we played and plus this playoff. 
Yeah, I mean, never a dull moment in that in that final against Aberdeen. Obviously, Aberdeen are, are, are a class act, uh, winning the league the way they did. But you know, you're three 0 up uh, at the end of that second period, and then they they get it back to to three two. How 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 much of a of a relief was it when when Ben Brown scored with less than five minutes to go to make it four two again and and give you that bit of comfort towards the end? If if such a thing existed, of course, in that final period. Be honest, we have everything in our control. But then we, like I'm saying, with the stupid penalties, we we became what the what the Aberdeen is doing. They're playing really physical games, so we're trying to do the physical. We're trying to go, we're trying to do what we are not used to, and that's why we we, we slept a little bit from the road we're supposed to go. But on the on the end, we scored the other as soon as they trying to get in the game. We scored the goal. That was a very very important goal because that's put them down for for a few minutes to regroup again and. And on the end, just the last goal, it was just a last second goal. So I, I can I can say it was a 4-2, but it was a 4-3 on the end. But uh, like I'm saying, we just our mistakes and our not not, not kept us on, on the right path. We, we, we slept away from the road we want to go. But on the end, we are very happy we, we did what we did. Yeah, and uh, what, what you did was retain the playoff championship, back-to-back playoff championships now. And I did tee off this by saying, you know, how, how does it feel? But what does it mean, Richard, to, to have achieved such a thing at, at the Comets? Well, for us, definitely it's a big achievement. Uh, we started with, with, with our chairman, with, with Rob Brown and John Gordon, me. Great, great achievement. We, we work hard. I can say we work hard the whole season to make sure everything is ready for the boys and everything. And we, with the boys was absolutely phenomenal this year. So I can maybe, maybe three, four games we, we we let it go, but otherwise I can say just the positives to the whole season. And and I'm very, very, very proud of the young boys who stepped in. Uh, obviously from the last season because last season like I'm saying we had the three players who, who had 150 points all together so we lost that and that was that was very very crucial for us to replace them and these young young guys who came through the through the program they did, did a phenomenal job for us this year and hopefully next year they will be even stronger than this year and, and we can hopefully we can see a, a even better comments than we were this year. So that's uh, one piece of silverware. Um, it's actually one apiece, isn't it, with yourselves and, and Aberdeen? And funnily enough, um, the final piece of silverware is up for grabs this weekend with the Scottish Cup final. And uh, it seems fitting that it's, it's yourselves and Aberdeen going head-to-head once more. Um, this time, obviously, you know, a great weekend at Murrayfield, we have to say. But here, uh, this this game's going to be the the Lynx Ice Arena, isn't it? So, I mean, what what what's your thoughts on this challenge this weekend? Well, definitely, you know, it will be a little bit different because Marshall is a is a big part. So, so it's, it's a different game, you know. They're really really tough team at home to go and play against. But we we managed to win before in there, so we need to put the hundred percent effort in there, and we need to have a little bit of luck as well, and and all together. And then I'm sure. If we prepare ourselves like we prepared for the playoff weekend, we will we'll be absolutely fine in there. And obviously, they'll have home advantage like we touched upon here. The crowds have been great at Aberdeen this season, but you know the Comets fans as well. They'll be there in numbers as well on Saturday. Well, definitely the fans. We are like a like a big family, so I'm really really happy. And and, and I want to thank our fans who's following us and then and, and give us that extra boost when we need it when when the, when the team is down and they really really cheer for us and do. That they will do anything for us, and uh, and the guys really really appreciate that, or we all appreciate uh, their, their support. That's for sure. And hopefully they will come, and and, and we, we can hear them on the ring and just give us that little boost when we need on the end. 
No, good stuff. And last question, Richard. Um, it's been a phenomenal season. Um, obviously, one game left, but generally, it's been a, a phenomenal campaign for the Comets. How much have you enjoyed it, and how much are you looking forward to Saturday? Well, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, most of the season, <laughs> so you never can say, well, I did everything. But most of the season, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it, it was really, really, really fun to be here. And, you know, like, look, looking forward. And again, I'm, I'm really, because I'm the coach on under 19 junior development program in here. So I, I want to just make sure they achieve their dream they go into. So especially if they want to go and play pro hockey. So we are like a little steps before they go to the big hockey. And I will do my maximum for all those guys who wants to, who wants to make it to go somewhere and, and make their living by hockey. I will do my maximum to help them out and make sure everybody's ready for their step up and just go play for the pro. Yeah, and certainly they'll be very much inspired by what they've seen um, this past week uh, with back-to-back playoff championship uh, for for the Comets. And uh, Richard Hartman, a big congratulations on that achievement last week and a big good luck in the Scottish Cup final. Should say, going to be fair and balanced. Big good luck to Aberdeen as well uh, for this weekend. But uh, Comets head coach Richard Hartman, a big thank you for joining us and uh, all the best this weekend. Thank you very much. Dundee Comets head coach Richard Hartman there joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to all my guests for joining me. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But have been Ben, and you all make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.